Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, one of the things that happens with grief and loss and with everything that's going on in a chaotic world is quiet in your mind, the grieving mind. And we've got somebody on today who has some wonderful ideas and techniques on doing just that. Would you like to introduce her? I would love to. We are going to have Sharon Strauss on. We have worked for many, many years with Sharon at conferences all over the country, and we've had her on our show many times. One of our very best shows was with Sharon and Dr. Bessel Vanderkoek, where they talked about the power of art therapy and healing trauma. And it is a show that I require all of my students at Columbia University to watch in our trauma class, and they absolutely love it. So please go and look that up. Sharon is the Associate Director for the Portland Institute. She is an art therapist who found healing after the suicide of her daughter, Kristen, and she found the healing through collage, dreams, and meditation. She is the author of Artful Grief, A Diary of Healing. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Well, thank you so much. I'm honored to be with you today. Talk to us about some of the things I could do at home to start out with this beautiful process Mm -hmm. because i've done some collage things with you and it's it's amazing how basic and simple it can be we all have magazines scissors and glue at home and if not there those are easy things to order from amazon talk talk a little bit i know you talk about when your daughter uh died and uh how you started out give us that very beginning because it's so sweet Yes, uh, you know, I, I, she died in 2001, and that first year I was very much in traditional uh, therapies of seeing a psychiatrist and, you know, marriage counseling, you know, group sessions, suicide survivors groups, and really got to a point where um, just one evening standing in my kitchen about a year after she had died, turned off the light and just looked up to heaven and said, oh my God, help me. Mm. And this little voice said, well, why don't you make a collage? <laughs> wow. And I turned on the light in my kitchen and there were magazines sitting on the ottoman. I went and got some of Kristen's art materials because she mm. was an artist at Parsons mm. School of Design when she died. And that couple of hours of creating in my kitchen in that moment changed everything for me. I came back into my body and those that work in trauma and around grief know that it's the the physicality of what we feel that is so painful in our bodies. So to be able to come into presence, into this moment, and yet I created into my story what had happened spontaneously. I wasn't having any guidance there. You know, I hadn't even met Bob Nehemiah, hadn't met you. I mean, Mm -hmm. this was just a mother finding her her way. Uh, And, you know, to create a piece that was about what happened, I just followed what I was drawn to. 
-hmm. You know, if you're in so the you just leaf through the magazine. Yes, just leaf through the magazines. Oh, this, hear it out. Oh, that, that word, hear it out, this word. And then you look at what you have and you go, okay. And you start to, to, to paste them down, to layer them down. And I love collage for this reason, because when we're traumatized and in those places of severe loss and stress, we're in pieces and fragments, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're working in and with pieces of fragments, you're working with your fragmented self, but you're arranging them, you're gluing them down, you're gluing yourself down. There's some order to the chaos. All of a sudden, this con this paper becomes the container that holds it all. And you know, just because of that, three hours I could breathe, I could sleep. Wow. I, slept, I slept for the first time in a year, the whole night. You know, because you kind of you kind of purged all of this out into a, in a like you said some things we don't have words for right i was so still mm -hmm. i was so quiet in those three hours and touched into things that i wasn't able to talk about wow um, you know elements of you know her death mm -hmm. and if i were doing it uh, would i could i use pictures too or actually mm -hmm. of the person or Yes. Or just magazine stuff. What do you suggest? You know, all of it is possible. We may have beloved letters that we have that mm. you can incorporate into, into a collage. Um, even the act of, you know, maybe you use them whole, but maybe you tear them. You allow them to become something else. There's a something beautiful happens in the act of tearing. You're mm. disassembling and reassembling well, like and that. that is a creative act you know that's what happens when we lose somebody we kind of disassemble we're disassembled but then in the creative act of restoring ourselves and healing we come back together so all of that is implicit in in the process of collage and that's why it's so powerful it's so simple because everybody can open a magazine you know, and I, I've also worked with some people, you know, who uh, have said, come to their session set and said, I just can't do it. I, mm -hmm. I, I can't do a magazine today. But what they did is they rooted through their trash. They had a box, instead of throwing it out, they tore it up. They had mail, you know, the bills that come, they opened the envelopes up, they got their paints out and they made a beautiful collage out of toward cardboard and paper that they then painted. This is as much of a collage uh, as anything else. And it speaks, you think, oh, well, how, you know, how can that possibly represent one's inner self? But mm -hmm. it does. You look at the shapes, you look at the color palette, you know, clearly when you see a color palette, it's all darks and blacks and sharp edges and deep blues and reds as opposed to something that's bright and yellow and soft pinks and mm -hmm. gentle curves. You don't have to be an art therapist to look at that. You know right away the difference between their inner world in that moment as opposed to another creation at another moment. 
What about doing it? I'm, I'm thinking I've done it with you before and it's very powerful at conferences where people are sitting around. What about it as a family activity oh. with children or with- Yes, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, yes. Here we have families who are stuck inside with their kids. Their kids are struggling. They're struggling at a fam as a family. What an amazing activity to just sit down, you know, um, after having some pizza together or whatever, you know, put some nice music on, put, put magazines in the center of the table. Everybody has, you know, some paper. And the idea is just to create, you know, create from this moment, from whatever's here, whatever you're feeling, you know, without any judgment. And that's the most important thing. You know, I always like to say there's no collage police coming. But what can emerge from that as a family is a deep knowing and understanding with, with each other. This all comes non-verbally so that it could stimulate a conversation if that door opens, but it, it doesn't have to be talked about. It could just be put up on the refrigerator or on the wall. And those images will speak to everyone in the family when, when you may actually see similar themes, similar ideas, and you go, oh, you're feeling the same thing as I am, mm -hmm. right? I'm not actually as alone as I, think, as I think I am. So all of that can come out just by putting the piece up on the wall and um, having it witnessed. But what a wonderful, you know, uh, creative activity to be able to do across age groups, mm -hmm. um, young, from young ones, you know, to grandmother status. <laughs> well, Sharon, what I like about it is you don't have to be an artist. You yeah. don't have to be creative. You don't have to be artistic. And I was very resistant to you do it. I was because I, I also, you in. Oh, I was like, no, I'm not an artist. I'm not creative. I'm not artistic. I don't do those things. I don't, you know, and I was overthinking it. And, and I said, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to do this. And you said, Heidi, go into the magazine. Sharon was at my Columbia University class doing this. And she said, go into the magazine and just randomly tear things out. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to think about it. Connect to your body, your body, you know, your body wisdom. Oh, I like that. You, you know that visceral response when, you know, some, something sparks. It could go positive or negative. And that was my invitation to you. Go with your body wisdom. And even when I was doing it, I was like, I, this doesn't even say anything. This doesn't, I don't even know why I'm choosing this. this there's no re rhyme or reason. And when I put it all together and looked at it and said, okay, is there a theme here? there was, and it was really powerful. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it was 20 years after my brother died that I had done it. Mm -hmm. And I thought there's nothing yeah, new that I, <laughs> I thought there's nothing new that I have to learn about my grief at this point. And there was, there was something new, but it was in my unconscious. Yes, yes. And it was this, powerful. This is the power of creative processes. It opens the door, you know, you're in an altered state of consciousness when you're creating, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. This is when the deep healing can happen. And it, it opens the door to what's sometimes buried deep inside. I always tell, you know, remind myself in the others that I'm working with what comes out for you to see, you're ready to see. 
Mm, you don't ever have to be afraid that it will be something that you're shocked by or that you're not prepared for. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really also something important to keep in mind, you know, when you're doing this work. Um, it is, you know, it, I always, you know it. it's something you already know, actually, yeah. on some level. I, yeah. I think one thing that's important here, and I, I think we do a lot of it in the world of grief and loss, is when people, when you look at other people's collages, don't evaluate their collages. Right. Um, you know, I, I have, my husband, you know, died recently and people want to give me advice and, mm. and, and, and looking at other people's collages also is a way of giving them advice. Well, maybe this is where, you know, you're stuck or, you know, something mm. like that. And it's, it is what it is. And, and I think the collages speak differently to different people. Yes. Exactly. This is so important. I'm so glad you brought this up because I can't really know, you know, I can be curious with you. And I think that's the stance, you know, non-judgment and curious. Can you tell me about that? You know, or I'm drawn to this part of your piece. Can you tell me more? Um, and then, you know, sometimes we do get to points where um, we've worked with somebody for a long time and you can step into a place of um, of being able to share your associations, but that's all they are. Mm -hmm. They're my associations. This right. is what came yeah. to me when I looked at that part of your collage. And then the person tries that on. Ah, that resonates with me. Or... I just, I'm not feeling that. And then that's fine. Yeah, but yeah. what that does is it amplifies what's there. Mm -hmm. It broadens it. It's like walking into a dream with somebody and being curious mm -hmm. about their journey. <laughs> I know one of there's some dream therapy I've done before where you say, you have someone tell you their dream and then you say, if it were my dream. Yes. So that's another way, if that exactly. were collage, you know, yes, yes, a way of just uh, saying what your take is on it. Oh, how amazing. do people find you? Uh, they can find me through um, Portland Institute for Loss and Transition, you know, which is um, Dr. Nia Myers, He's, he directs uh, Portland Institute. I'm associate director there uh, in charge of the Art Assisted Grief Therapy certification so you can find me through through um through uh, portland institute and you can also email me you can find my work on um, artfulgrief.com um, that's another resource where you can really see uh what i'm doing um you know currently and contact information is there so there's quite a few ways to to get in touch with me all right. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for everything you're doing. And uh, it's just wonderful. I can tell everyone that I've done it with you. And it's just a, a great activity. Well, thank you so much for having me and, um, you know, providing this opportunity for so many in the field to, um, you know, be aware of what's happening in uh, the field of artist-assisted grief therapy. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sharon, for everything you're doing for everything you're doing to change the world through art therapy and for continuing Kristen's legacy about speaking through art.
which she definitely did with being, you know, the artist that she was. So thank you so much for bringing people hope. Thank you. Thanks everybody for joining us on the show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you to, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.